And now, a word from our sponsors. Need a catch-up session on what you missed last week? Now you're listening to ArchD Radio, the podcast mix. Steve James Meston here with you. Hope you're having a fantastic evening. Now, tonight is going to be an absolutely huge show. I'm very excited about tonight because for the second week in a row, I am in the presence of youth ministry royalty. Like these, in, in the book of youth ministry that's written over the last two decades, I would say that my next guest will probably have at least two to three dozen chapters written specifically about them, Talia Sully. That is way too kind, James. I know, but true, true. Because your modesty is is chapter 15. (laughs) I love that. That's right. So it's like, uh, it's a great opportunity, like I was saying before, like it's a great opportunity to have conversations about things to do with um, youth ministry, Catholic spirituality. But at the same time, I really want to use this as an opportunity to catch up with people I haven't seen for ages and you're one of those people. So I think probably the last time I saw you, I probably saw you briefly... Um, maybe down at Cardine this year when I was there. Doing a bit of recording with our kids. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was probably the last time that I saw you. Yeah, yeah. we haven't caught up much this no, year. So there's lots going on. And your your journey has been pretty amazing because, like, um, I first met you when you were a year 11 at Cardine. So because you were – because at that stage, I had this interesting journey because at that stage, um, Holly Roberts – was the year 12 social justice captain. Is that what you call it down at We call it a mission captain. Mission captain, Holly was in year 12. She was a mission captain and aspiring year 11 me was looking up to Holly and wanting to follow in her footsteps. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe just looking, you know, are you a fraction taller than Holly? Yeah. Yes, okay. Sort of looking, yeah. Looking no, eye to no, eye looked down. Yeah, looking eye to eye. She was standing on a box. It was, it was, it was a good day. And um, uh, and then you went on to become that same mission captain, did amazing work there, then went on to do amazing youth ministry things. And also then your journey has changed. But the coolest part about it is you've never left. I have you've never always left. been there at Cardide. So, so it'd be fascinating to hear you map that journey at first as a student moving into kind of the youth minister and all of the other things that were going on at um at Cardine because you have a very um really dynamic and amazing youth ministry program there um now as a teacher as well it's it's pretty wild journey we're going to unpack all of that and now Talia Sully has a very special guest I know do you ever get sick of that what? You walk out the front door and you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Around. Look, can you just step? I can't, got to back my car out. <laughs> I've had to warn the paparazzi. Oh, I said yeah. car, they got excited. <laughs> anyway, that <laughs> must be hard, but in the best possible way. So when let's, let's kind of go back to where all of this kind of stuff began. Did your first sort of idea about wanting to pursue um, things more in the realms of like Catholic social teaching, Catholic youth ministry. Did all that begin for you at Cardine? Because uh-huh. you didn't grow up in a Catholic family, did you? Not at all. No. And it 100% began with my journey at Cardine, probably about year 10. I was given the opportunity to go to a national conference for young Christian students. And I think at the time, to be completely honest and transparent, um, the wanting the aspiring college captain in me wanted the badge, wanted the leadership. Uh, and so oh, I went, yeah. So yeah. it's all been about that. It was at that time, a hundred percent, but I'm also really grateful. And I share that experience because um, 
part of everything I do is vulnerability and transparency and helping kids realize that about themselves as well but at that time I did it for the badge did it for the leadership but I am so grateful I did that because it was life-changing it was a life-changing moment to be a part of a national conference with like-minded people who were sharing ideas and expressing faith so unapologetically and for me at the time I was very cautious of faith it was um a taboo subject for me because my family never celebrated it or were a part of it and my journey at Cardine started with just getting a wonderful education for my family but then moving into year 10 and experiencing people from all around Australia who was so driven so inspired to take control of their own realities as 15 and 16 year olds yeah right was the moment where I was like I have a part in this but not only do I have a part in it, I want to make this my reality to spread this message to as many young people as I can. Did that kind of uh, emerge over the course of the time you were away? Or was there a kind of like a, a light bulb moment from that that really that you've always remembered? I There was a light bulb moment. There was this one girl who I just thought was so cool and I was like, I want to be her friend. Um, and we did <laughs> yes. this. Yeah, it was real like year 10, 15. We should be best friends. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. And um, then she ran a gospel reflection and I was like, wow, you're so cool and you're religious. Like I was just, it was this moment of real immaturity and naivety, but it was you like- thought that contradicted itself. Yeah, I you thought know. you can't be cool and have and celebrate your faith. Like yeah, right. those two things didn't, align in my vision at that time but it was that moment and then I started opening up and sharing my thoughts and feelings and not once did anybody make me feel like my thoughts or opinions about things weren't valid like they were really celebrated and people really engaged in discussion and dialogue and we were talking about things that were bigger than us and I've always been drawn to social justice and so talking on such a big level and being like as young people, we owned that movement. It was about young people. We were doing budgets and talking about like workers and their employability. And like, we were, we were taken so seriously. It was, yeah, life changing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about then kind of, as you've, as you've sort of gone through that journey, come out the other side of school. That was almost in my, in my experience of knowing you, that was kind of where it all kind of began really from there onwards. (laughs) Hey, this is Emma. Hi, I'm Zach. Hey, everybody, this is Matt Morris. That's Tom. That's Riley. And now, this is Arch D. Arch D Radio 107. Seven nine. Live. Talia Sully is our very special guest today. Um, a, a real legend, a local, there's such a thing, a local youth ministry legend. That, that is probably be. the best compliment I've ever received. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's unreal. Oh, wow. There you go. You put that on your, like, your, whatever, your email return thing. <laughs> Talia Sully, local youth ministry legend. So, um, speaking of becoming a yokel, like a yokel, a local, <laughs> no, a local youth ministry legend. So you've you've finished Cardine Year Twelve, you come out the other end, and you say what? This well, isn't the end. Actually, I'm not going to do the double graduation that a lot of students do, where they say I'm going to graduate from church and from school. You've gone. No, there's more. Yeah, and I was. It's biggest privilege of my life was um at the time it was Mr Riken now Dr Riken um approached me in year 12 and said look I see there's potential in what you're doing and your energy in this space of Mm -hmm. like modern ministry modern faith um I want to give you an opportunity to start a program here at Cardine and YCS that I was talking about a little bit earlier is 
a movement inspired by Joseph Carter. And so it's only natural that our school has a real thriving part of that movement. Um, but yeah, Paul said to me, he was like, I want to give you an opportunity. It's just 10 hours. I know you're studying. And it just all unfolded from there. Yeah, right. And what was your first session a session like? Like, how did you, how did you begin? How do you start something like that? You go, sure, I'll start something. Um, what do I do now? Like, what do you do? Yeah, literally yeah. every day of the week, I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to trust in something can have hope and faith. So it's pretty oh, it ironic. Um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, it it's not um, all sunshine and rainbows. It was hard. And I think for the first year or two, it was about creating a brand or creating a reputation about the fact that we can talk and express our thoughts and feelings and it not be um and it not be hard to do like I wanted to create energy around it and I had yeah. this one it was in my second year of working um at Cardine and I had this one year level cohort who just jumped on board so well to everything I was putting out there and they made it really like I was a facilitator but they created the energy and the vulnerability around that group and so we only had about 10 students involved at that stage but they were doing some really cool things like they were doing like outrageous things like cleaning up rubbish and putting it in the middle of the school to like show the community what our impact is in the environment but then they were also being so um willing to learn and to take things on board and be challenged and it was from that point onwards that it really thrived and grew from there um but don't get me wrong the first year and a half was a real push like trying to create energy about something that isn't isn't common in a secular society like we can talk about faith and we can talk about leadership and young people have a say and they shouldn't be underestimated and starting to create conversation around that was really the start. Um, but I trusted. I knew. I knew yeah. it was going to happen. I knew it was going to work. It just had to be for the right reasons. And and that's yeah. it, isn't it? I think that you've hit the nail on the head with that, that you've got to come from a place of, of authenticity and meeting young people where they are rather than a sense of where you think they should be. Because I remember I was talking to someone the other day about this experience that I had when I was, um, uh, I think I would have been about 10 or 11 years old. We just moved down from uh, um, Queensland down to South Australia. And we, I knew that the Baptist church behind my school did a Friday after Friday um, evening thing that they would do like an activities night or whatever and i remember we went there and this goes to show the year man so this would have been 1986 1987 and whoever says i'm old and i'm uncool i go you look at stranger things man and you think that's cool that was how old i was then so (laughs) i was living that life right with the exception of maybe being chased by things but anyway (laughs) um so um we did it we got in the back of everyone got in the back of a ute like in the back tray of a ute there was probably about 15 of us there driving around and uh what they would tell us is in the interest of safety keep your hands inside the tray of the ute i would have loved very cautious very cautious (laughs) risk assessments you can tell you can tell they did not exist at that time right so we cruising around and the first thing we did was we went down to um Crossroad Bowl, like the um, zone bowling on, on on Goodwood Road. That was there then. Uh, we did that. We played bowling. And, wow, this is great, man. What a great night. And then we went down to um, uh, what the beach house was, Magic Mountain, back in the day. We played mini golf. We went, oh, this is great, man. This is so cool. And then we went out onto the lawn 
And then we sat down and then the people who were there said, right, where are we going to talk about Jesus? I thought, oh, this isn't as fun as the other things we were just yeah. doing. <laughs> and you could see and talking to the kids at the time, even though that we're only 10, 11 years old, they go, yeah, this is the bit that we've kind of got to get through in order to have the rest of the fun. And that's an experience that's really stuck with me because I've gone, it doesn't need to be that way. You know, yeah. you could very easily connect um, the idea of even just to sort of like to, to touch in on a, on a reading and go, okay, so this is about the idea of us being in friendship with one another, uh, giving each other dignity. Like, do you know what I mean? Like you can find 100%. points of connection that speak to where kids are and go away and go, oh, because what you want at the end of it all is for the students there to go, you know what, I, I didn't think that the whole idea of scripture could speak to my life now. Exactly. And yeah. when they realise it, when they realise it does so deeply, you go, oh, Ah, oh, and that's a moment. That, that's a real moment of authentic encounter. And that's what it is that you're searching for, I think. Completely. And I think I, I love that you've brought up that example because I don't think fun and spending time with people should be different to our faith journey or being living in our reality. Mm. And I think actually young people want to journey these things. They want to be challenged and pushed. They just need a comfortable space to do that. You need to create space and moments and it doesn't need to be separate from what we think of as fun. Yeah. Not at all. Talia Sully is our very special guest here today on the show. We're talking all things youth ministry and really, you know, we, we were getting a bit carried away in terms of these conversations, but these are really, really meaningful things that I really want to to break open. I've got the opportunity to really pick your brains and I really want to do that. Um, you mentioned the word about there's a real importance about being um, about vulnerability in terms of what you model as a, as a youth minister and the kind of space that allows people to be vulnerable. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Because that is a word that, you know, has a lot of different meanings and it does have a lot of connotations, especially when you're dealing with young people mm -hmm. about this whole idea of you don't want them to be vulnerable because you're worried about their safety and all of that kind of stuff. But I think you're talking about vulnerability in a different way, aren't you? I am. And I think the reason I bring that word up is because I, of course, vulnerability has to come with safety and you're uh, being a youth minister, you're always managing this balance between kind of being a teacher and being a student in a mm. way. So like you want to, you want to be your professional self, but you just want elements of your personality to always shine through. And so I'll, I'll use some examples. I think we've just had a camp with about 40 students um, and we do this session called Ask an Adult. And so the idea is that anonymously they can ask us some questions and we have a counsellor and things there to support it because mm. we want to make sure that safety yeah, of course. is always there emotionally and physically. Um but we are like, as adults, we don't have all the answers, but we just want to share our experiences because we don't talk about those things all the time, what it means to lose a friend or what it means to um, learn how to spend time by yourself. That's something kids are quite nervous about going into the holidays. Yeah, and yeah. so I would just share my own experiences in that space. So that's a good example of vulnerability. vulnerability. But also moving into teaching, um, I have kept all of these principles with me. Um, so walking into a class, the first thing I'll do is say, this is how I'm feeling today. Like I've had a bit of a rough morning or I, I'm so energetic, I can't wait to get into it. And I'll be really honest about that because it, it's that role modeling again. Like it's just another form of youth ministry being a teacher. It really is. Yeah. Um, 
And over the year, last like this year, I've seen students have done that to me. They've pulled me outside and just like, Miss Sally, I just wanted to let you know, um, this is how I'm feeling today. So if I react this way, this could be it. And that is the absolute gold for me because I've role modelled that in a vulnerable way. It's hard to share your thoughts and feelings and be worried about even students judging you. Like you're human and they're human and you get a bit worried about that. But yeah. then seeing, trusting in, in the vulnerability and seeing your students role model that in their own way, like mirror what you're doing for the greater good is just the best feeling. And I think it takes away the scary essence of vulnerability and it reinforces when you can do this in a safe and professional way, but just be your personal self. Kids respond so well to that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot to do with, I guess, learning to trust and be trusted and be trustworthy is, is that. So yeah, that's where the vulnerability yeah, comes 100%. in. And then I think once you, once you show elements of that, it makes everything else so much more meaningful. Like yeah. we do the social events and the social nights, but we also know that we can come back and then debrief and talk about our realities. It's like a bit of both of those things, like you were saying before about the activities and things. We do all of that. We have fun. But it's really beautiful because the kids always relate it to this is our family. And I think on one hand, it's like we can have fun and be silly. And then on the other hand, we know we still have that safety when we walk into a room and we need to talk about something that's quite personal or you can talk to your reality without being yeah. ashamed or afraid. James here with you with special guest Talia Sully having an awesome conversation. If you've only just joined us, you can check out our podcast version of the show. Just check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Um, it's a really amazing conversation that we've had all about youth ministry and and all of um, Talia's amazing wisdom around it. It's just, you know, a definite must. Um, the gospel this week is Luke 2.16, 2.21. Um, and it's the one, it's that passage where the shepherds um, uh, witnessed the birth of Jesus. So they, they can see that something truly holy and meaningful has happened that really can't be denied. And it really get, got me thinking a bit about that whole notion of when you do witness something that is truly so transcendent that, that, that happens, that you know while that you're seeing it, or that you're being a part of it, you know that you've been a part of something that um, is is this very golden, incredibly special moment that is bigger than all of us. And I know that you've probably had a, a gazillion of those kinds of moments in, in your work and in your life, Talia. Is there one in particular, though, that stands out to you? I think one of the most recent experiences um, was going to Cooper PD. Mm -hmm. um, so we were really privileged to be approached earlier in the year as a school um, by Catholic mission to say we want to take a group of Cardine students to Cooper PD, but the turnaround time wasn't a lot of time. Um, and the reason I'm mentioning it is for me, I've always been on uh, a roller coaster faith journey, which I think everybody is knowing um, what's next or where to grow in my faith. But the reason why this moment was so mind-blowing to me is because I just knew, I, and I really, the words don't explain it, I knew that this experience needed to happen and I knew I needed to be the person to pull it across the line, get students involved. And this is the first time they've ever done an immersion like this and it's the first time we've right. ever engaged in something like this locally. So it was really new, um, but I didn't feel scared. I didn't feel worried. I really had this overwhelming experience of this is exactly what's meant to happen and to just lean into it and make it happen. Um, and then when we went, we had 11 students across two campuses come with us. Um, and it, 
has just been one of the most recent life-changing experiences for me. Like I know I talked about YCS before as being life-changing experience and 100% that's true. But recently I, I feel like my faith was reignited and I journeyed through 10 days in a rural community with 11 students and Catholic Mission and um, Joseph came along with us too. And it's actually, I haven't experienced this before where I love to talk, but my words can't sum up the experience and that's when you know it's it's bigger than you and I it's bigger than risk assessing and planning and um all of that logistical stuff that that is like a god moment that is a hundred percent that experience we all needed to be there for a reason and I think for me it was to reignite my faith and my hope in something bigger than us and what did you like what did you I know you say it's hard to put into words but what was it like what was the scenario was it the whole time or did did things happen, something in particular happened that you just went, oh, hang on a second? We were into day, th- oh, so many things. We were 10 day experience. I think the very first day we climbed up the side of a mountain. That was mm. our very first day. And I, the, the teacher supervisor in me, was really worried because we had a group of 11 very different human beings. Yeah. Um, coming along with us from the very start of that experience no one of a lie every single person was just being non-judgmental being there with each other being present and we had all different fitness abilities and everything like that but no one once made anyone feel uncomfortable and I think Mm. that was the start of it then we journeyed into watching um the dusty feet mob perform um cultural dances and explain so much about their culture that day really set the scene but then you go fast forward to day three we start our day volunteering for the drug and alcohol center there so we're living real service right there um into a place we've never been before none of us had ever been there before except for the facilitator the organizer um but the students just trusted in the experience so much they had that hope and faith and I don't know whether they felt that from me or whether the experience itself just lent towards that Mm. um but they just jumped straight in they talked to people they broke down all the stereotypes they just jumped straight in board did everything that they felt was right like talking to local people cooking food um and then we went into a mass and it was just yeah right the experience it is really hard to put into words because it was we all looked around the room at each other at some point and although our young people weren't particularly not all of them are very comfortable with their faith but they were so happy to be open and journey with it yeah um and then we went there was a couple of other things we did throughout the day but our day ended at the croatian club in kubapiti hearing from um a 70 year old man who had never shared his experience before just opening up to our students in our community that we brought about his whole journey of making it into this rural community and how that's changed his life. And then we sung karaoke and played pool and we're just so present together. And I think that day captures everything I wanted that experience to be. And and maybe before we went, I didn't really understand that. I was just trying to get get us there. But the hope I had in this experience was the indescribable part it was I just knew we needed to be there and it that day captures it 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 was like it was faith it was family it was presence it was it was so simple as well it was just the little things there was so much gratitude and 
after we finished just being together um, with the community, we reflected on it and we spoke for an hour and a half. The students just would like they would not stop speaking in the best way possible because yeah. it was um, you know we had students from all different backgrounds, different year levels, and different faith backgrounds specifically but students were identifying this is kind of what this is meant to be right like Mm. this is why you wanted us to be here this is why people celebrate faith and um one student said who um yeah is very uncomfortable like not very uncomfortable but is still journeying through that that point of faith and leadership he lives a very different reality he said this has been one of the top three days of my whole life wow because I could be unapologetically myself mm. vulnerable as mm. I'm talking about yeah, before yeah, yeah. um and yeah he, he teared up and and I think and then everyone just shared so openly and freely about what this day day three had meant to them because I think they captured that day captured every essence of what I think our faith should be it was um action and reflection and presence and just being together and laughing and joy but we were also making a difference it was also service and um trust and hope um those words uh i'm how coming to mind because that is 100% what it was. Um, I could talk to you forever, Talia Sully, but we are on the clock. Um, We are going to have to wrap it up there. Thank you so much for coming in today. Um, I've learnt tons as I knew I would anyway, um, but thank you very much for coming and sharing your wonderful spirituality, your wonderful wisdom here with us today. Thank you for having me. We are here every week with a brand new podcast version of the ArchD show. Check out all of our other podcasts, including the latest school life content on our website, archdradio.com. And find us on social media at ArchD Radio for heaps of behind the scenes stuff. Or you can catch the show when it airs on Life FM every Wednesday night from 9, every Saturday night from 10. We will see you again very soon. Bye.